in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here. Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. A lot of questions on the uh, text machine, the Specs text line, also on the Twitter machine about uh, the podcast. You know, we podcast every hour of these shows, and Ty does a great job of that. So you can listen to hours you missed or hours you can't hear because of a work meeting or whatever. You can go listen when you when you can. We appreciate you doing that. But uh, we have some technical issues, and so we have not stopped putting the podcast out there that have been able unable to do so for the last couple of days. It's not our fault. And they're going to work on it. We are not falling down on the job. We're having a technical issue with the podcast, and we'll get it fixed and rectified just as soon as we can. We appreciate you asking. That means you want to want to listen to it, and that is uh, what it's all about. So thank you. Also, we were just talking about B&E facts of the day. Did you know it's a fact that as the Cowboys go to camp today, Bob? The Dak Prescott, before camp began, took several teammates, including Michael Gallup, on a vacation to Lake Oconee in Georgia. They worked out, went fishing, took some jet skis, met with a group of Navy Worked Navy, out for those jet skis now. And met with a group of Navy SEALs to discuss things like life goals. Was Zeke there? Did you stop with the Zeke thing? <laughs> no, he was not invited. <laughs> I bet he was. Oh, oh no, I bet he, he was. was there. You're right. I he was kept, there. I, I, I agree. I'm not even kidding about that. That's, that's that, uh, Dax guy, is it not? Michael Gallup. So I think it's very smart. Honestly, every quarterback in the league should do that. It's been big plus for us, especially the rookies that go. They get to see how we operate, how we move. We come to training camp. They're ready to go. So they took a trip to Georgia and rode jet skis. Yeah, that Naheem Hines story oh my goodness. for the Bills is such an odd one that he was uh, – Just sitting there? I, yeah. just I've, I've, I almost got my leg chopped off on a jet ski one time. Somebody slammed into My it. Idiot friends coming in hot. That that because those things you can't slip. There's no brakes. Yeah, you can't on stop jet skis. On, people don't realize that. <laughs> uh, you know, and the will. You know, you think you're stopping, and the wave will push you and push you forward. Try to slide and, in, you end up just yeah. heavy mothers too. Yeah. Oh. So Naheem Hines, who the uh, Bills traded for last year, remember they 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 acquired him in a, in a deal. It was Zach Moss. They traded Zach Moss back to the Colts last season. And Naheem Hines was scheduled to be their, their main punt returner and kick returner. He's just That's a right. speed guy on an NC State. And, you know, they, they, they like their running backs because they think the, uh, the young guy out of Georgia, James Cook, who's Dalvin Cook's brother, is about to become their number one running back. They also brought in Latavius Murray, and they signed the kid from uh, the guy from uh, the New England Patriots, Damian Harris. But this was his role, was, his role was going to be gadget player, special teams, and now he's out for the year because, yeah, he's. The story says that he was sitting idle, just sitting on a jet ski, and someone took out his knee. With another jet ski? Yeah. yeah Ouch. Just, just enjoying some uh, leisure time with the jet skis. Yeah, those things can be very – you've seen some horrible stories of jet skis. And I'll tell you, anybody that uh, has a lake house or goes to the lake, all boaters hate jet skis because the jet skis, you know – I like jet skis. Yeah, well, they don't like you. I, I mean, I'm a boater myself. Well, they don't like you. That's right. Ty, don't forget, Ty's a boater. Because, you know, they, they zip around and you got to watch where they're going, and then they create way. I mean, yeah, they, they're not – most boaters I know. Do you don't not. see many jet skis on Lake Austin, though. Yeah, well, I, we go out to Lake LBJ quite a bit with our friends, and uh, they're not a big fan because it's, it's, it's crowded. It's a crowded waterway, and you got these little jet skis zipping around. 
um, and you're trying to navigate already. But uh, yeah, be careful, Naheem Hines. He's done for the year, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so there we go. That's the uh, the the fact with the Cowboys. They do a little team bonding with Dak Prescott. That's good. And then Oconee. Jerry will bond with the the media <laughs> yeah. today. That's great. Yeah, they they. They feel like they're a close team. They feel like Dak, there's no uncertainty now about whose offense it is. It's no longer Kellen Moore v. Uh, you know Mike McCarthy. It's Mike McCarthy's offense. And where they Ma- made Kellen Moore the villain on the way out, huh? Well, remember McCarthy came in and um, you know he had, he had called plays in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers for years, but then he gave that up. But then he took it back and he came in and you know according to everybody, he made the call that he really liked Kellen Moore and liked what they were doing. They were moving the ball and. You know, the, well, he wasn't a big part of their problem at that point. Their defense was really bad when he came in, and they fixed that. And now he just said, you know, there's just some things I want to I want to take control of. And, yeah, you, did they make him the, the scapegoat for Dak Prescott's 15 interceptions and, you know, the offense of woes? Because the offense was, was pretty darn good. But then, the, you know, when they get to January and they face the San Francisco 49ers team, the offense has not been good. Um, and, they you know, the interceptions were way up for Dak. Is that – yeah, and it wasn't that they were getting physically beat up like they had been before with the 49ers. Um, so that's the, that's the challenge, and it's now Mike McCarthy working with Dak Prescott to, I think, simplify. I know we, the word probably I mean because Kellen Moore was you know, he's going to be you know balanced. I mean, Mike McCarthy's on record saying we want to run the ball, and we want to protect our defense. Uh, we don't want to turn the football over. Uh, we may may not score as many points, but we're not going to you know put our defense in tough spots with turnovers. And we're going to run the football. Um, we'll see. It all starts t- tomorrow with the first workout. Today with the first press conference uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, sorry, let's get to the headlines, trending topics, including some breaking news out of the NFL. We'll start in the NFL. And yeah, it, update, breaking news. Saquon Barkley has avoided a holdout with the New York Giants on the eve of their training camp opening. He has signed a new one-year deal with the Giants worth... Uh, $10.1 million fully guaranteed, a $2 million upfront signing bonus, and incentives that uh, could improve upon that. Um, Saquon Barkley into training camp with Giants. Still no word on Josh Jacobs from the Raiders, and the Dalvin Cook situation continues to linger. Also from the NFL, as we mentioned, Cowboys training camp begins this week in Oxnard, California. Jerry and Stephen Jones, will, along with head, Mike, head coach Mike McCarthy, will hold that training camp opening news conference this morning. Uh, big concern right now is what's up with Their All-Pro right guard, Zach Martin, ESPN's Adam Schefter reported last week that the All-Pro is not happy with his contract, feels like he's woefully underpaid to the market. And yesterday, Cowboys beat reporter Todd Archer reported that the eight-time Pro Bowler was not on the Cowboys team charter flight to L.A. He did add that the flight is not mandatory. Players have until today to report for the official start of camp, but will there be a holdout for Zach Martin? To baseball, what an atmosphere last night in Houston. Game one of that this, the big late July Lone Star Series, AOS leading Rangers, uh, facing the second place Astros, and it was a heck of a ball game. Heavyweight fight, uh, fireworks early and late. Texas jumped out early with uh, the All Star Josh Young hitting a two run homer in the top of the first inning. Houston responded with four of their own in the in the bottom of that frame, highlighted by a Chaz McCormick two RBI double. Rangers came back with three more in the second, another in the fourth. They're up six to four. Houston rallied though, two spot. In the home half of the fifth, that tied it at six. But there go the Rangers again. Three more in the seventh. They go up nine to six. But the Astros rally, uh, as you, they, you expected they would. Uh, it was the red-hot Chaz McCormick again with two aboard, facing the fireballer Aroldis Chapman in the seventh inning. Chaz has 
driven in three already. Could he double it up deep to left? Good. Oh, off the top of the wall. Off the top of the wall. In play. Here comes Abreu. He's going to score. They're going to call it a home run. We're tied up at nine. Yeah, quick call. Did it go above the yellow line or not? It did. It tied the game at nine. That took us to the ninth inning where the Astros put two aboard for their catcher. Uh, Yiner Diaz at the plate with Kyle Tucker at second. There's a base hit into right field. Jankowski will field it. Here comes Tucker. The throw cut off. Tucker safe. Astros walk it off. Ten to nine. What a game in the Lone Star Series. Yeah, more of that tonight. Game two in the uh, at the Minute Maid Park. It'll be a battle of rookies on the mound. J.P. France, the right-hander for Houston. The former Baylor Bear, Chad Bradford, for the Rangers. One note from college football. Former Northwestern quarterback Lloyd Yates became the first named plaintiff to file a lawsuit alleging hazing within that football program. Yates played for the Wildcats and Pat Fitzgerald from 2015 to 2017. His lawsuit alleges a culture of violent, intimidating, sexualized abuse and hazing. Also extreme mental abuse resulting in degradation, humiliation and embarrassment. He is the fourth, his is the fourth lawsuit filed by a Northwestern football player against the school since head coach Pat Fitzgerald was fired on July the 10th. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. He says, we are boaters. He is right. Hate those D-bags on jet skis, he says. Uh, you know, that's always been the common phrase I've heard. Uh, this says, eh, let Martin sit out training camp. That's rather all right. Let him for Gary for game one. It's a little different if you don't own a boat and you just own a jet ski. If, like if you're just taking a jet ski out, but you lake, yourself, you're a boater. Well, I don't own either, but my grandma. Oh, you are you are a rider. Yeah, you you're. Know, a, she's got two jet skis in a boat. And you take them all out. You put the jet skis up against the boat when you're done. Does grandma still get on the jet skis? Mm, she yeah, she will. She does. I got some pretty cool grandmas. But they don't go. They don't go, grandma. I mean, she's more of a sailboat lady though. Oh, so. sailboat! Get the sail out there. Yeah, big time. Uh, Gilligan. Sailboat. Or you could be like Jerry Jones and have the Bravo Eugenia, oh. the super yacht. We always need to know where that thing Where is it today? Can we? I can I mean, find it's it. been a while. Can you find it? Can we actually find it where it is? Well, where Jerry's in Oxnard, so maybe it's out there in like Marina oh. Del Rey or something. It's not uh, at the big lake. It's not at was it, Lake Fork. It. It's not. It never was in Lake Fork because we kept looking in Lake Fork <laughs> to see if it was there. You think he lets his grandkids just you know, I don't think he puts that, that in out. Lake Fork, by the way. What about his... His daughter that he doesn't know, does she get a chance to? She gets one trip a year. One trip a year, huh? It's part of the family? No, not with the family. Oh, just her with her friends? Yeah. You realize that that super yacht he bought or had commissioned cost more than when he bought the team. And that's not untrue. I mean, the reports are he spent like $200 million on that yacht. Yeah, Putin's got one of those kind of boats. I mean, all the oligarchs have one. (laughs) All the oligarchs. (laughs) Jerry and Putin. Nice. Uh, Shipping ship track ship tracker. I don't even I don't remember that website because all through COVID we oh, didn't have much to talk about, so we were following oh, my him goodness. wherever he was going. <laughs> and uh, he went all over the world. When we well, somebody on that boat went all over the world because we tracked it uh, back in the day. Well, we'll try to find that. Yeah, the Bravo Eugenia. Uh, but uh, you know, because Jerry's out in California, right? He likes to have training camp in Oxnard. They're in the cooler temps on the coast of the Pacific Ocean. And can they, we follow that bus? Because you know that boat that bus is out there. Yeah, well, the bus comes, and but but Jerry flies out there. I'm assuming then he can ride the bus while he's there. Oh, well, the bus goes a lot earlier. Yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, here it is. Bravo, Eugenia, Ple- pleasure craft. Pleasure craft. That's what that's that's the how Look they at call that it. Thing. Um, 
It's positioned near Cartagena in the West Mediterranean. Cartagena. Oh, that somebody's da- out there. That daughter's got it. <laughs> Someone of the kids has it. Yeah, Cartagena in the uh, in the West Mediterranean Sea. So that's where it's beautiful at. thing. Look at that. Well, you know, when you spend two hundred million on a, on a ship like that, you can a vessel. Go ahead and let you can rent it out. I guess I don't know. Let people have it. Hey, let's. Uh, and normally this will be our spot for our coaches' corner. Several people asked when the Longhorns open training camp, and that's a fair question. Do we have this, Ty? Because at uh, Big 12 Media Days last week, Craig Way asked Steve Sarkeesian, hey, what's the plan for July? When do we start camp? What's coming for the Texas Longhorns? Now 39 days to the opener with Rice. Yeah, so the guys just finished up summer school. Um, they had kind of the 4th of July, kind of the 4th of week to kind of finish up school, take a deep breath. Uh, and then we're back into, we've got three more weeks of summer conditioning going. We've got three more weeks of, of our PRPs and skill development work that we do. Uh, and then we'll crank it up August 2nd, and, and we'll go from there. And I think that we've got, we've got a good plan in place to get our team ready to play. I feel really good about the health of our team right now. Um, we had a lot of guys coming off of injuries and different things. They're all back going. They're all back working, which is, which is exciting. You want your full allotment of your roster ready to go. Um, and then ultimately, we, we've got to make sure that, that we've got the consistency, that we have a competitive training camp to get our minds right for a, for a very challenging schedule. Yeah, Rice Owls in 39 days, so 46 days to the game with Alabama. Uh, and that's an interesting note, too. But, you know, yesterday we talked to Mike Craven from Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and he's up there covering, up in the Metroplex, covering Conference USA and American Athletic Conference Media Days. We know when they play Rice – that it's going to be JT Daniels, right? Another visit yes. from JT Daniels into DKR. Two thirty that game. It's going to be a hot one on, in thirty nine days. Two thirty for the for the first game with the Owls. Second game is at Alabama. The question at Alabama is who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Crimson Tide. Now somewhere deep in his mind, Nick Saban may already know who his quarterback is. He has not named that quarterback, but in Vegas there are gambling odds. Uh, you can go to Bet Online Dash AG. You ever been on that one there, Ty? Bet yep. online? Yep. Uh, here are the odds to be Alabama's week one starting quarterback. Ty Simpson is plus 105. Tyler Book, Butch Bookner, from the uh, transfer from Notre Dame, is plus 140. And Jalen Milrow, who stepped in last year when Bryce Young got hurt, is plus 300. So 3-1. 3-1 to one. Three to one for Jalen Milrow, the likely starter. Um, is you know, if, you're, if you're betting, the, the odds favorite is Jalen Milrow. No, no, no. Ty Simpson. Yeah, he's the best size. Okay, yeah, twenty one out. Of, okay, twenty one out of twenty one slash twenty. Yeah, plus one hundred five. Ty Simpson, Milrow three to one. Tyler Buckner seven to five. But I tell you, it's very close. That's that's it's a very close battle. I didn't expect Tyler Buckner to be competing like that. Well, he's in from Notre Dame, so he knows uh, Tommy oh, Reese yeah, from the system. Yeah, and maybe that's part of it. Uh, Ty Simpson is seen to be the front runner coming out of spring, but uh, you know, Jalen, can that dude throw? No. What are you going to run the option? Do you watch it when he played last year? That he would just drop back and take only off and sprint him sprinting down the field. Yeah, Jalen Miller. No, he can the, fly. The he can Texas. run. Right? He can yeah. go. I mean, he's a he's like a running back. I mean, he, he was a Tom Herman commit, right? Yeah, he was way back in the day out of Katy. Uh, when you see him, he reminds a little bit of uh, of Jalen Hurts, right? I mean, that's the kind of body he's got, and uh, he he can run it. And when Jalen Hurts got to Alabama out of Texas City, he was not a great thrower. And developed into one now, obviously in the National Football League. But Milrow still a work in progress. I'd say um, more Gerard Hurd esque. Uh, but Milrow's a bigger guy. Uh, now but, again, Jalen Jalen Hurts was a power lifter. 
Uh, strength was a strength. I mean, he they like a tight end. Yeah, huh? but when Milo runs, it's, it he doesn't look like a quarterback running. No, looks like I, a I don't back. think Jalen Hurts did either. That's my point. Not Jalen. More, more Jalen runs more like Sam Ellinger though. You know, mm-hmm. like power style. He's still fast, but just doesn't have that quick the quickest twitch. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Well, I just uh, that's who he's somewhat. I mean, look, Hurts is similar in that they have to develop their passing and they're more of a runner first than a thrower. Um, and that's, you know, not what Tommy Reese, the new offensive coordinator, wants to be, right? He did, uh, I've heard Steve Sarkeesian say it many times, but I don't, we don't major in running quarterbacks. I don't think Tommy Reese majors in running no. quarterbacks. At least he didn't at Notre Dame. They want to throw the ball and, uh, you know, run the football first and foremost and, and for Nick Saban. But Ty Simpson. Who's the running quarterback that Notre Dame had for, they were, they were stuck with the transfer for two years? Running QB? Yeah. I mean, he threw it, but he could run. A little guy. Little Doug Flutie look-alike running all over the place. I don't. I don't remember him. Didn't they have like a transfer last year? He's been. Yeah, the tra- I think the transfer. Didn't they have a Wisconsin transfer last year or something like that. Well, they had two years of a guy that could actually run with the ball. All right, let's dive. That is our coach's corner, brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations. It's avconsultations.com online. Our buddy Tom McKay and his great crew always bringing you Coach's Corner. You heard from Steve Sarkeesian there. Nick Saban in Coach's Corner, brought to you by AV Consultations, has a decision to make. Uh, you wonder how far into camp they go before they make it. Obviously, we'll follow that on a daily basis. But, um, you know, Ty Simpson is, uh, you know, and Tommy Reese, you know, he's the new OC. So he's got, he's got a big decision to make. If you go back to when Bill, o, when uh, Steve Sarkeesian was the offensive coordinator for Nick Saban, he had a quarterback decision to make. Uh, and remember, he went with Mac Jones. The year Bryce Young was a true freshman coming in as a five-star out of California, right. who was it going to be? And it went all the way to the really the first week when they decided they're going to go with, uh, with Mac Jones. And Mac went on to have a great season, and they won the national championship that year. Uh, we'll see with Ty uh, Simpson with uh, Jalen Milrow. Maybe there's a. I would imagine it's one of those things there with their first game, which much like Texas, it's a very winnable ball game. Sure, you might see all of them a little bit in game one, and then Texas will have to try to guess who to prepare for going into the game in Tuscaloosa, week two. Um, so Ty Simpson, the name to watch, number fifteen. Uh, Ian Book, is that who you're thinking of? Yeah, Ian Book. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say he was a running quarterback. He could. He was athletic enough to move, but you know they were based in the passing game with Ian Book, and that was Brian Kelly. When he was still coaching there, but yeah, he he could run. He could move around. He moved around. He was on the Saints for a little bit. He started a game for the Saints last year, two years ago. Yeah, he's with. Uh, so he's still in the league playing. I, he is. Uh, he's in the league. He, he might be on a practice squad. Okay. Says uh, Jalen Hurts is much faster than Sam Ellinger, Westlake guy. He is. Yeah, Taylor. he is. He is. But the same, like Jalen Hurts can same mow, mow body you down. Type. You know, I'm not afraid of Jalen Milrow mowing anybody down on the goal line or anything like that. And he's more of a straight line. Speed guy. He's speed. a speed guy. He's got speed. Okay, so uh, that's the Alabama situation. The Longhorns know Quinn Ewers will be the starting quarterback here, but uh, good competition to come with Malik Murphy and Arch Manning. That'll be that's going to be interesting to see, you know, when, when they get to camp, how Quinn Ewers has, has progressed through the summer. I mean, right, we know at this point with, with Quinn, the talk about, you know, more mature, attention to detail, the things that it's going to take for this, this quarterback to maximize his ceiling – you know, it's got to be an everyday thing, Buck. I mean, you know this as a coach. I mean, the footwork thing, um, you know, he, you know, taking that seriously because you, know, you can't get back into sloppy habits, uh, that has to change. You have to become more consistent with, you know, everything that you do. If they do, we know the talent is there with Quinn Ewers, but, you know, I mean, that, that's going to be the challenge. And how much does Malik Murphy and 
uh, Arch Manning push him uh, to to be you know as good as he can be on a day by day practice by practice basis. Well, I mean, it's not just being the starting quarterback at Texas. I mean, those day by day things for Quinn Ewers are you want to go you want to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I mean, this is what you grew up to do, you know, and and some of the basic stuff that you that you've taken for granted, you got to get that back, and that just has to work for you every day. That can't be something you got to think about. It just happens. That's just part of your training. I expect that he'll have all those things. Well, he certainly has plenty of weapons to throw to. He certainly has. Uh, and like I said, know. I like the way he just took on. You know, all the questions were asked of him. He, you know, he, he sat there and took them all during the media day. I, I just think he's ready to go. And he's got he's got a surrounding cast that can can hold him upright. And he and I think he wants this on his shoulders now. Last year it was thrown on his shoulders. Last year it just well, and that was too much. For, that was too much for, for for him last year. This year it can't be too much. And by the way, he he looks like he wants that on his shoulders. Well, and it's criticizable of Sark, but last year when he was in the battle with Hudson Card, and Hudson Card was the more experienced player. Uh, it's almost like Sark, as a quarterback, wanted Quinn Ewers to be his quarterback. He wanted to make that happen, and then he put up with. Some bad games, right? He, yeah, quite he put honestly, up with some bad footwork and some of the other things yeah. that went along with it. Uh, and, you know, talk. That's it's going to be a progress. We're not going to yank him every time he's struggling. That's that's part of the deal. Uh, we need him to, to battle through that. And the one thing we heard Sark say consistently through the offseason and even into media days this, this, media days this last week was what I really liked about it was how he handled it all, right? He didn't right. get down on himself. He didn't, you know, pout about it. You know, he took the criticism. He took the heat. Uh, and you know that's what we need. We you know, yeah. I very he very easily could have lost this job. Yeah. Well, I, I think believe. The, I think and I look. I was in Stillwater, adamantly saying, "Hey, can we go to Hudson Card here? <laughs> this is not looking good. If Hudson Card gets in this game, they have a good chance to win this ball game." Uh, Quinn is really struggling, but you know, whether to his credit or to his fault, Steve Sarkeesian said, "No, no, no. This is what I need for my young quarterback. Uh, he's my quarterback of the future. I've got to put up with some of this. Right. Uh, that's how you learn." And he's a quarterback himself, so he can put himself in those shoes. And he said, you know, if I yank, if I yank him every time he struggles, then, you know, that, that's not the progress we want. We want him to have to deal with that and come back better the next week. And, you know, fans can be mad about that still, rightfully, that Hudson Card may have given you a better chance to win a couple of those games. Because we know Hudson came in and played great when – played really well when, uh, when Quinn got hurt in the Alabama game week two. Uh, same time, this is what Sark wanted. And now Sark feels like – He's been through the struggles, and he's ready to lead this thing and take it uh, to what they're. It's just they're been really a long time about. since we've said the quarterback has had a great game. Hudson had some okay games coming in, even hurt and coming off the bench and being a bench quarterback guy. But it's been a long time since we said, and that quarterback had a great game. Well, what I'll, a great game! Uh, well, you know, well, what? I'll say okay, Oklahoma game last year was great. That was a great game. Brilliant. You didn't have to. You were surrounded by. A lot of players that had great games in that in that in that particular game. So in a, a defenseless unit for yeah, Oklahoma. But, but you still he had a great game in that game. He did, and I thought being live in uh, the Alamo Bowl, I thought he played really well in the Alamo Bowl. He missed a couple throws early that 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 hurt the team in the early in the game. But man, he wasn't the reason they lost the game. Oh no, Quinn Ewers played winning football that night in the Alamo Dome. There weren't a lot of other position groups that played high level winning football in that game, and that's on Sark and that's on the coaches. But Quinn Ewers, with the the three weeks or month to prepare for that ball game, showed that then he can he can make some things happen, and he played good enough for them to win the game. They had dropped balls, they had blown coverages, uh, they didn't play great on their offensive line. There wasn't a lot of imagination from Sark in the running game without Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson. Uh, but I thought Quinn showed you that uh, you know 
he can be your, a winning quarterback. But, you know, that's got to be a week-by-week thing, and it starts in yeah, 39 days. Yeah, I like days. it. Take it on your shoulders and put it on your shoulders this year and just go with it. Come back, talk more with Cowboy questions as they open up training camp. That Ranger-Astros series is going to be a, a doozy. Uh, we'll, we'll review last night's thriller and look forward to tonight's matchup as well. Houston now two games back of Texas in the AL West. Uh, more to come. That was your Coach's Corner. Brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations. Thank you, Tom McKay and his great crew. Coming right back. Chad and Zay. And Mike can't say nothing because Mike was out here cheating when Mike was doing all this gambling. And he would say, you know what, Juanita, I'm going to go out and play some poker with the guys. He wasn't just playing poker. That's for sure. Because Juanita hit Mike for a grip in the divorce settlement. Uh A grip. So, what does that that mean, a grip? A lot of money. On his wallet? A lot of of money. A lot of money. That means a lot of. Gripping the wallet. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. We're gripping the wallet. We gaze 12 to 3 on the horn. Bud Light, folks, it is the world's favorite light beer and certainly the official domestic beer partner of your Texas Longhorns, the Texas Texas and the Texas OU game as we're counting down those days to that first big tailgate party. Uh, we know it's a 2.30 kick with the Rice Owls. You get going early in the morning down there, 8, 9 o'clock, uh, getting the grills fired up and getting the getting the food going, getting the Bud Lights f- going and flowing and ready for Texas and the Rice Owls. And then, uh, man, I know a lot of you are headed to Tuscaloosa for the big showdown with Alabama, all great Bud Light occasions. But you got plenty of Bud Light occasions between now and then, uh, having fun in the summer in Austin, Texas. you got to find a water source somewhere, whether you're on a boat or the jet skis we talked about earlier, uh, getting to the lake, getting to the coast, getting, uh, getting in a tube and floating down the river, uh, or just getting to the air conditioning. Whatever you're doing, do it with the icy cold Bud Lights, watching this Rangers and Astros series, a lot of fun and uh, a, lot of, a lot of offense. That also comes with some tipping back of some icy cold Bud Lights. Only four great ingredients brewed right here in the Lone Star State by Texans for Texans and dang proud of it. It's an icy cold Bud Light. Uh, best way to beat the heat of the summertime in Austin, Texas. It's Bucky and Aaron. Be an E on a Tuesday. All right, you kids, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. Get your ass out of bed. Let's go. Most important step in the journey is that first step. Is that the tip for the kids? That's the tip. All right. Watch you by relax the back. Getting ahead is getting started. That's the that's the hardest thing is getting started. I'll do it tomorrow. No, well, you know what? I got a couple. I'd do it. Let me do it on Thursday or Friday. I'm having that issue with starting to work out. You just said you tried to do ten push-ups and it didn't go well for you, Ty. Well, my shoulder. <laughs> shoulder don't allow it. Uh, you need to get that fixed at some point, but uh, that's going to be an ongoing problem for you. Uh, all right, uh, good stuff right there with the uh, Bucky's tip for kids: get your rear out of bed, and get it going. Now you only had a couple more weeks before summer's over, so yeah, we're almost back to that, aren't we? Yeah, schools back to almost getting weeks. in that car line mid-August, again. Mid-August. I mean, I know every each school, school district, different dates, but. Uh, and you got a few more weeks to sleep in a little bit, but still get up and be productive and get after it. Hadn't had to do the grass lately because it ain't growing. It ain't growing. <laughs> yeah, yard work, not having to do that. Uh, saw this note. Our buddy J.J. Gotch from the Austin uh, Gamblers forwarded to me that, uh, hey, your Austin Gamblers are 1-0 on the season. There you go. Uh, last night at Frontier Days in Cheyenne, Wyoming, they got the win. Uh, Jose, uh, Jose Vitor Lemming delivered the first 90-point ride of the PBR team season to get the victory last night. So pretty good stuff. And, man, what a scene that is at Frontier Days. Go to the Austin Gamblers website, and you can find the details of how to stream that and watch that. It's the outdoor event at Frontier Days in Cheyenne. Really cool uh, for the PBR. I had a few oh, friends yeah. that were there. Oh, man, what a, what a great scene that really? would be. 
Yeah, I had no idea there. I saw on Instagram a bunch of pictures of them up at the Gamblers event, and I was like, oh, cool. That's neat, uh, without a doubt. Also, uh, last night in Houston, it was the Astros rallying to beat the Rangers 10-9. to uh, You know, Chaz McCormick had the six RBI game last night, the big three-run homer in the seventh that tied it, and then Yiner Diaz won it in the ninth. Uh, I don't know where the Astros would be without Chaz McCormick. He may very well be, you know, we're July 25th now. He could be on his way to American League Player of the Month honors. He's been tremendous this month for Houston, especially with the uh, the missing bat of uh, – of Jordan Alvarez in the middle of that order. He's been out for a month now. Uh, he has been outstanding. And we know Chaz McCormick had the big catch in the World Series last year against the Phillies, uh, the, you know, the game-saving catch up against the wall and then laying in the, in the, in the warning track. But he's really emerged as a, as a force offensively for Houston this year, which has been fun to see. Uh, this is where Astro fans would say if they get Altuve and Jordan back to go with what they're getting from Kyle Tucker, who's playing like an MVP himself, uh, he scored the winning run last night. Uh, this this lineup can be right there with the Rangers as far as best lineups in baseball if they can get healthy, and that would that would include Altuve and D- and Jordan getting back into that lineup, which could happen in pretty short order. But Chaz McCormick, huge last night, and the Rangers uh, have a big issue in their bullpen. The Ranger fans know that, uh, as we said earlier, for Bruce Bochy, that's the 17th time they've been tied or in the lead in the seventh inning and, and let it get away. They don't I mean they've got a really mean twenty games over five hundred. So to have seventeen of those losses be games that could have gone your way if you can close down the last six or nine outs of a ball game, that's the Achilles heel of that Rangers team right now. And they need to try to get you know Adolis Garcia, Aroldis uh, Chapman was a good move that they made in early July, and he's had paid big dividends until last night. He was the one that coughed it up against the Astros, and he was wild, had a couple walks, couldn't find the strike zone. Astros were you know smart with Bregman and Tucker taking some close pitches to, to get on base, and then McCormick delivered the big home run. Are we sure that whoever scored that game-winning run wasn't out? I just saw a replay. They played it pretty slow. It looks like his leg went over home plate. Yeah, there was some that he didn't. I think his heel hit the bag. Uh, Kyle Tucker slid home for for, for and there my buddy my buddy the Ranger fan Stu texted me and said you never touched the plate you never touched the plate I Jonah Himes gotten screwed over a few times this year there were there was no way they were going to overrule that he was safe by a mile as far as getting to the plate and mm. I, it, there's no way you can show me that he didn't at some point make contact with the plate whether either it was his heel or his calf uh, and as he slid into the it wasn't even a close play because as I said I mean part for the Rangers is an injury to Adolis Garcia. If he were playing right field last night, he's got a much better arm than Travis Jankowski, and that's shameful for a right fielder to not be able to th- to keep that run from scoring. I mean, that was a short, that was a, a hard, sharp single into short right field that should have never, Kyle Tucker should have never been sent. Uh, but the throwing arm of the right fielder, it was so bad that Nathaniel Lowe cut it off at first base. I didn't understand any of that, but as far as the controversy, I didn't see much. He was ruled safe. In real time, so I don't think there was any way you were going to overrule that. I'm just asking, just because SportsCenter played it like 15 it. times in a row, and well, I woke up it to made that me text. wonder. I, again, I don't think it was was it a phantom touch of the base. Same time, I don't think there's any way they were going to be able to overrule that from New York uh, because it was such a clean play, um, and they don't have a, a ground level view of it to see if he did indeed touch the the base. But it was the game winning run, 10-9. Uh, Astros take game one. I expect more fireworks tonight, Buck, because we know they played that four-game series before the 4th of Two July. Two rookies on the mound. Yeah, J.P. France, who's been really good for Houston. And then Cody Bradford, uh, the former Baylor Bear out of Alito, Texas. He'll take the mound tonight, and there won't be a, an empty seat in the building. It's going to be a playoff atmosphere again tonight. Now, did you say the Horns are coming coming to camp on August 2nd? Sark did. So, mm-hmm. so this is this is, um, this is is go-home-to-mama week. If you got some stuff, at, if you 
If you got some new stuff at the house that you may have not picked up, this is the week to pick it up, obviously. Um, hey, you're the former college athlete, you told me. Yeah. Is that what you do? This is go home, get some hugs. Not going to see see your family for a while kind of deal? Oh. Well, they pretty much here all summer anyhow. They had the well, week. Oh, yeah. I mean, they just, they, this is one. I'm just saying, this is, this is it, though. This is, this is that last goodbye. If you've got, if you've got that, that neighborhood girl that's still hanging out, this is the time because you can say goodbye to her after this. Unless she's coming up to the apartment and stuff like that. But when you, when you go home, this is generally the one that last week. Go get her. That's it. Go get some smooches. Get some smooches in. <laughs> there you go. You get those last couple smooches. Yeah, no, August 2nd, Longhorns will hit camp, and uh, off they go. 39 days right now to the Rice game. Because Mama will still load up a box of stuff for you to take back. Yeah, do moms still do care packages? They Oh, oh absolutely. Goldfish. And, and by the way, they're accepted. I don't know, man. They're on a pretty strict diet regimen at UT these days with the training staff and eat this. I mean, uh, Quinn, yours had to admit last week he had to get off the Chick-fil-A. He had to get off the really? Chick-fil-A. Yeah, well, I mean, he lost 15, 20 pounds. We saw that picture of he and the quarterbacks. He's oh, that's right. chiseled. Uh, he had to get the eating eating. We still habits want that pose off with the tech guys. And they're all in the weight room together, and they all look at Malik Murphy and say, damn. What damn. are we doing up in here? Oh, yeah, here we go. Bro, he was out. I hate those cheating Astros. So the Astros cheated <laughs> because the umpire missed the call or they missed it. That's, that's a cheating Astro situation. Looks safe to me. Uh, why don't you get your, you know, you, you know, as I texted to my buddy Stu, I said, your, each of your children has a better throwing arm than your right fielder. Quit wow. bitching about the call. Um, terrible. I don't know. I'm getting some texts saying that he was definitely out. Okay. Well, of course. Every one of them comes from the 214, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks safe to me. Show me, a, show me a ground angle that he, his heel never or his calf never touched the, 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 the base. Would you want to put a wager on tonight's match? Sure. Okay. 100%. 100%. I'm in. Uh, I've seen your bullpen. I've seen Cody oh, Bradford. Oh, <laughs> man, that yeah. bullpen, yeah. Hey, once you get a right fielder that doesn't have a noodle arm. All right, well, we're in first place. Did you see where so. that ball was? You see? How, why did that get I don't cut think, off? I, think he, I don't think he expected him to be sent. Well, then, yeah, well, there you go. Hey, but he was, uh, whatever. He's a major leaguer, right? Yeah, be a major league right fielder <laughs> or something. <laughs> That's supposed to be. I mean, Dylan Campbell would have hosed the guy. And if Dylan Campbell, the Longhorn, were playing right field, it would have never been sent. But uh, no, I can't. I love the controversy. This is what baseball is all about. This is what July into August is all about. Pennant races, uh, you know, two months to go. Two games separate the two. I'm all in. Let's uh, sign me up. I for love that. that title town. Title town, Alito, Alito, Texas. Oh, Alito's title, title town. Okay. Hey, so um, in addition to I mentioned Dylan Campbell, and that's a that's a story to follow today because four o'clock local time today is the deadline for major league players drafted in the top ten rounds to sign with their team but today's that deadline i didn't realize until i saw jim callis from mlb network tweet that and dylan campbell as we sit here this morning at 742 is still one of the handful of unsigned draft picks uh i'm assuming as i said earlier that'll get done um you know that as a as a fourth round pick and a guy drafted you know first longhorn taken uh, that, that, that Dylan Campbell will get a deal done with the L.A. Dodgers. But as we sit here this morning, it's not done, and today is the deadline. So keep an eye on that. Um, I haven't heard any – but, again, we haven't heard from Dylan Campbell e- either way. You, the expect, this is the expectation. You know, Lucas Gordon went in the sixth round. He signed. Travis Sikora, the Longhorn commitment from Round Rock, he went in the third round. He signed. Uh, you expect that Dylan Campbell will sign with the Dodgers. Deadlines make deals, and maybe that's what this is about, but that's something to keep an eye on into 4 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, and then seven ten tonight. Ty and I have a bet on Rangers Astros game two. If you have any suggestions on the text line for what that bet that wager should be, 
Let's know. Because we seem to keep betting on things without any outcome. Oh, I mean, make the bet. I'm, 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 Ty, Ty wants something. He's looking for something. I don't, I don't just bet for fun. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's like playing golf for fun, right? Uh-huh. Why yeah. are you doing that? I'm, I'm, you know, I make the bet. I'll see if I'll accept it. I, I'm pretty confident in my side. I, I bet to bet, and I like the Astros side tonight. They, what they took two, three out of four from the Rangers in Arlington before the fourth. How the uh, Rangers do with the Dodgers? Lost two out of three, but they had been six and zero oh coming out of the All Star break. They swept the Rays last week. Rays are best team, best record, and at least most wins in the American League when they came into that series. So it's not like the Rangers haven't beaten good teams, but they have struggled against Houston. Um, and including last night. Well, That's a game they should have had. They had the lead multiple times in the game, and, you know, 6-4, 9-6, and, you know, still couldn't close it. And the Rangers won the first series of the year, though. They did. They did. So Two out of three. That's correct. But uh, Astros took three of four in Arlington, and they've got the first game in this spot. That's how you can do those 10 push-ups, I'm telling you. Ty wants Friday off. Well, that wouldn't be my call. Well, don't really have many backups around bet here. Bet the hair, shave the hair. I'm not, no, I'm not going to bet. No, I can't. No, we're, we're not do doing hair. tattoo on your butt wagers or things like don't that. Don't do hair things anymore. Uh, uh, winner buys the other lunch there, Ty. How about that? A little lunch bet. A little lunch bet. And I'll, mm. No, you know, you love food. Yeah, but that's not fun. How's the Blue Magoo today? Was it warm coming in? <laughs> hey, how about this? Because it's going to drive me crazy even thinking about it. If the Rangers win tonight, I'll clean the glass out of your car, which you still haven't cleaned out since Friday. Not the, not. There's not like chunks of glass. There's like oh, little there, there, slithers of that. I there's, mean, that, there's little pieces. There's like a piece of the window. A piece it's, of the window still in the window. I, I kicked out part of it this morning. I kicked it out. <laughs> I'll clean that for you. But what do I have to do for you? If you're one of my kids, I'd be like, come on, man, uh, get out of shop vac, put your gloves on, clean the glass, and put something into your window. That sucks that your car got smashed. There's a but, towel hanging. <laughs> Hanging I love it. There. I love it. Well, if the Rangers win, I'll go ahead and clean that for you, even in the heat of, of Austin, Texas. We'll come back. When we do, Ty will lead us through the hot or not topics on a red-hot Tuesday. Also back into the Cowboys going to camp. Jerry Jones will have the opening news conference today with Mike McCarthy. We'll preview that for you. Is Zach Martin planning to not be there and be a holdout for the Dallas Cowboys on the morning that Saquon Barkley agreed to terms and there will be no holdout with the Giants? Get your details on all those things coming here on b and What's hot? And what's not? What's hot? What's not? Is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. Visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. Hey, look what it is today on Hot or Not Tuesday. It's National Wine and Cheese Day. Sounds like the Ranger fans out there. Wine and cheese and wine and cheese. And I got a text from my good friend Mike Hards, the hardball one himself in the afternoon, and says, uh, that was an awful throw from the right fielder. They deserve to lose with that weak-ass throw. <laughs> uh, love it. Agreed. 100%. Can't wait for game two tonight. People are trying to give us our bet. Ty and myself's bet. This says, uh, why don't you guys each have to take a loser has to take a shot of hot cat tequila. I heard Rod in here on National Tequila Day with a hot cat. I, I guess I would do that. I don't like tequila. It doesn't like me. But so I that's would something I would that. enjoy doing, probably. I would agree to that. I, I like the idea of the loser has to get tased on the air. Not doing that, Bob Cole style. No, thank you. No, you don't want to do that. No, thank you. That's this is not. This was a World Series game or something. Maybe it's a regular season game in July. I think they'll play in the playoffs. Okay, then we may have a, a tasing type bet for the series or something like that. It's got to be a little higher stakes than you know a series in July. But uh, I want to do uh, a goatee bet at one point. Uh, you know, you can't. 
don't think I'm you going to go there. But yeah, we get to <laughs> we get to an a- a- ALCS or something of those the, that magnitude. I'll be in on that. Now you're ready. I'll be in on that. But uh, okay, so it is National Wine and Cheese Day. That's you know I think of wine and cheese, Buck. I think of Ranger fans and John Makovic. He was a big yes. fan of the wine and cheese. Your former coach, he was. Boss. He, he was loved a it. little bit of a wine. Fine wines and cheeses. Absolutely. And uh, his 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 kind didn't. You know, when I say kind, he wasn't. He didn't fit with Texas fans very well for that reason. Now there are a bunch of a lot oh, of wine a lot and of cheese winers Texas here fans now. There's a lot of winers. <laughs> winers that know all about the great fine oh, yeah. vineyards of, you know, Texas. That's right. Craig Flowers Napa, knows about the fine yes, he does. wines that are here in the state of Texas that are all of a sudden making a headway into the, I mean, the European wines. Yeah, man. Well, just like, yes, there are a lot of people, especially in where our radio station is here in West Austin, a lot of wine fans, wine connoisseurs. But, you know, when I was covering Texas, it was, you know, he's just not a guy. He's a California guy that's coaching our football team, even though he's from Ohio. Ohio, yes. Uh, <laughs> mean street. He's a mean streeter. No, he's Barberton. Johnny Barberton Mack. is pretty mean. Yeah, it's right near Akron. It might even be worse than Akron, actually, as far as <laughs> it's a mean word. street. Seriously. It's pretty mean. You're right. Yeah. I mean, Akron's bad, but then Barberton and Youngstown, ugh, uh, not good at all. Youngstown. Um, Northeast wow. Ohio. Speaking of mean streets. But, uh, you know, but then Mac Brown got here, and then uh, everybody liked Mac Brown because he kind of had that Tennessee drawl and, you know, sound a little bit. Yeah, he comes back to the, to the coaches, the high school coaches. Ooh. He gets to talk to the high school coaches, Mac. Yeah. And the coaches, was, apparently, apparently some of the coaches weren't real happy about that. About Matt coming back? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Hey, this says, uh, how about this on Hot or Not, Ty? You ever see a show called ALF when you're a kid? You're too young for ALF. I know ALF. You know ALF? Uh, remember that show, Buck, with the oh, alien, yeah. the, the stuffed animal thing? Uh, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, the Hollywood actor, is bringing ALF back as a series. And they're trying to. Really? Yeah. Is this something you'd be hot on? He's, you know, Ryan Reynolds seems like everything he touches these days turns to good things. Uh, but he's going to bring back Alf. It was kind of clean humor. It was funny. I thought it was kind of corny, but but no, Alf, it was funny. It was, funny. It was witty. It was well written, yeah. and the Alf character was lovable and had good one liners. I liked it. Um, this is, that, 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 that was right back when when that when you, creature reminded me of something you slip your feet into though. It was like slippers. A, yeah, like <laughs> bedroom slippers, <laughs> night shoes. You know. That was also back when they they had a talking car on Night Rider. Oh. With David Hasselhoff back in the day. It says, Ty, don't bet with E. He doesn't pay his bet. Signed, Sunset, sunset Guy with a guy. buck and a Bud Light. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, Sunset Guy. I've been known to take my time as well. So. What do you have there, T.Y., uh, on our Hot or Not topics? Things we've missed halfway through. Well, with the a news that came out yesterday of um, Al-Halal offering Mbappe the $776 million contract for a year to join them. In the Saudi League, yes. Did you say for a year? Yes, and that's on top of a three hundred thirty-two million dollar transfer fee that would go to PSG. Um, but a few athletes on stateside in the NBA, including my favorite LeBron James, had some comments yesterday. He said that headed to Saudi Arabia when they call at Rich Paul four and Mav Carter for that one-year deal. <laughs> uh, I think he was tongue in cheek, but yes. Well, here's the thing, right? If Saudi Arabia and that team. And Kylian Mbappe agrees to that. He's going to make $776 million for one season. The total package is over a billion because they have to pay that transfer fee back to PSG. Like LeBron James has made $531 million in his whole career in the NBA. And think about this. The entire payroll for the MLS is around like $550 million. <laughs> right. So. Well, and, and, and Patrick Mahomes, his deal for the entirety of his 12-year contract was for $494 million. Man. Killian Mbappe would make that in a year. 
Giannis so also said, all halal, you can take me. I look like Kylian Mbappe, which there is an uncanny resemblance to the two. Well, two big... Two, I would take the money. Two big stories this week involving people named Kylian, because you have Kylian Mbappe, the soccer... The, the footballer, and then Kylian... Uh, the kid, the guy who plays Oppenheimer in the big movie Oppenheimer that everybody loves these days, the Irishman. Looking forward to seeing that. I, I, I'm going to make a, an appointment. The first time I've done it since I saw Top Gun Maverick at the theater. I'm going to go see Oppenheimer, but you make an appointment for the theater. Maybe the yeah. maybe the loser has to take the other one to Oppenheimer. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> well, I get to see it. I don't mind whether you pay or I pay. I want to see that film. You do have a lot of man with the all star cast. I do. I do. <clears throat> um, One billion dollars for the year. Seven hundred and seventy-six million. Okay, untaxed. Get, un- untaxed. By untaxed. The way. Yeah, there are no, oh, there's there's no, no taxes in Saudi Arabia. Straight cash, homie. Your gold bond. What is it? Straight Bullion? cash, homie. Man, yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of jack. For I don't know how you could turn that down. Now remember, Messi turned it down on a four-year deal. Well, this is just one year. I know he was going to make like one point six billion on a four-year deal. This is one year. Yeah, seven seventy-six. Killian probably has to say, "Yeah, I'll take that." One year. To play soccer, and then that's either a yes or a no. There's there, there's to no make more money than LeBron James has earned in playing basketball in his whole life. So is there? Why, I would do why that. does that take you a long time? Uh, yeah. Yes, please. Thank you. We may have another. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back. Beating on the horn.